You're listening to the Full Circle Music Show, the why of the music biz. Welcome back to the Full Circle Music Show. It's Chris Murphy and Seth Mosley sitting here interviewing the best and the brightest of the music biz. And today we've got another good one for you. We do. We've got a guy on the show named Sean Moffitt. He is quickly becoming a, a legend in his own right in the town of Nashville. Um, not only working with artists from Nashville, but he's w- working with people internationally from all over the world. This guy has Grammys, Dove nominations, and is one of the best and brightest, like Chris said, up-and-comers as a mix engineer. So we talked to uh, Reed Shippen on the second episode. We're going to another mix engineer. The thing I love about this podcast is we get to email a lot of people who are doing kind of a similar thing and hear some some differences in their philosophies and hear why he's doing what he's doing. Um, and we can all kind of take the collective knowledge and learn something from it. So Sean talks a lot about his story, uh, how he got to doing what he's doing. And I think you guys will get a lot out of this episode. And again, I think it's one of those things where uh, me uh, coming into the industry and hanging out with Seth a lot more, uh, you know, you have an uh, interpretation in your mind of what you may think a a person in the music industry is like. And not one person that has come in and and done an interview or we've talked to over Skype has had an ego at all. They've just been so open with giving their knowledge. Uh, And Sean is is another one of the good ones. Uh, He was great and a great dude to hang out with as well. Yeah, we love it. We love it when good guys win. And this guy is definitely winning right now. So check the episode out. Hey, podcast listeners, something's coming February 1st, 2016. Have you ever thought about a career in songwriting or music production? We have created a couple courses with you guys in mind. We've been getting a lot of feedback on people wanting to know more of how to become a songwriter, how to become a professional music producer or engineer. These courses were designed to answer some of those questions. Go to fullcirclemusic.org slash podcast and sign up there for more information. Well, thanks for uh, being on the show with us today. I know you're in the middle of mixing probably eight projects at the at the <laughs> moment. I know you're always busy. You're always... Uh, how do you how do you do it, man? I mean, you're, the fact that you're even taking an hour to come drive down here is is uh, is an honor for us. So how do you how do you keep all this chaos? I feel like we're taking advantage of you. Yeah. Oh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blast being here. Um, man, I just I love it. Mm. That's that's how I do it. Mm. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. It's all I think about. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's rare. I think that you can actually say that you're doing what you would do if you didn't have to work. So, hmm. um, I just count every single opportunity as a really great blessing. You know? Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, we're just diving into the show. Sean Moffat here is a uh, phenomenal mix engineer that I've known as a friend, and we've worked on a lot of songs together. I I didn't do my homework but i don't know how many we've done together it's it's a lot it's been a good couple of years man yeah <laughs> so well said. and uh honestly it has really kind of dominated um the charts in 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 a genre um pro- probably more number ones than you know we can even count on eight people's hands <laughs> well i appreciate that man thank you but um yeah, we, we kind of just wanted to to get get your you know your story. What was your journey into music? What was you know what when was the first time that you felt music move you? 
Man, very young. Um, actually, I started as a drummer, and um, I played drums all through elementary school, middle school, into college. That's why the drums are always so loud in the mix. <laughs> and yeah, I that, love that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that should be hopefully a recurring theme for me. But uh, um, yeah, so I started as a drummer, and um, uh, in my late teens, I had an opportunity to do some recording for the first time. And uh, when I was playing, I just uh, heard, you know, I just went into the control room and heard these drums. And um, I was like, man, I don't think that's the way they should sound. Um, and uh, I just, I, I wondered to myself if I could actually get them to sound better. And, and I just really got into that idea. And so that's kind of started my my journey of wanting to do, you know, more of the recording side of thing, mixing thing. And um, just because I, I was just more fascinated with... Uh, you know the the technical side of things and i also realized there's a lot better players you know out there mm. than myself mm. so <laughs> mm. especially when i got here so yeah nashville is yeah. insane yes <laughs> yeah it's just ridiculous so you said saying that you heard the the sound and it didn't sound right to you you felt like you could if you had the opportunity you would do it better yeah you know it's just uh, one of the hardest things for me, I think, uh, you know, um, is to, you know, if you're if you're ever in a recording situation and you're in a great room, for me, I always, you know, walk into a room and hear this glorious kit playing. And I think one of the most difficult things is for that to translate on a record. Sure. Um, and that's specifically drums more than more so than guitar. Or I think keys. more. Yeah. I mean, uh, other things as well. I mean, you could have a captivating vocal in a room and then and then you go you know, behind the monitors and you're just like, man, I wish I could sound like I was standing next. to. The oh, person. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But in particular, when I was younger, you know, it was the drums. I just never, you know, things that I played on, you know, I just never felt that when I heard it back, it sounded like it should. And that was just what kind of got me into the whole idea of, of trying to do it better. You yeah. Know? I, I don't want to tangent too far because I really do want to hear uh, more of how you got to where you are now, but I'm already, I'm already doing the tangent thing. Uh, three minutes in here, this uh, tangent away. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. With that, do you ever get deep into the process and go, okay, I know they didn't sound right then. I've now worked on this particular sound so much that I've forgotten what good sounds like because you know if you say the word the a hundred times at the end of uh, end of that you're like I don't even think that's a word the 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 kind of thing so could you get so wrapped up in it that you lose what the original intent was absolutely you know that's that for me that's something that I have to be careful with like all the time you know mm-hmm. you know anything creative if you don't <clears throat> if you're if you're too deep into it it's you're just gonna spiral you know sure. um, but you know the just you know, and, and plus there's just a lot of great options to embellish stuff. But, you know, that's what really piqued my initial interest, you know, in the whole mixing thing, for, yeah. for sure. So, And and with piquing your interest, uh, what did you learn early on were skills that you needed to start adding to your repertoire in order to, to, to figure out what that sound was and actually make it a reality? Uh, as, as silly as it sounds, like, less is always more, I feel, with drums. That's that's the biggest thing that I've learned. Um, if it's recorded well, and if it's sure. not recorded well, then you know, sample away. But you know, <laughs> ideally, ideally, it's it's just not trying to do too much because you know it's a naturally uh, dynamic instrument. And when you, for me, when when I try to uh, change that, you know, the character leaves. So wow, yeah, guess that's wise. So knowing when to uh, when to to insert your touch on something and when not to is 
is probably the the art of it more more so when not to right absolutely yeah i you know whenever i'm working on anything i always find that the deeper i get into changing a sound or the more involved i get in just trying to implant my vision on the dna of the track it just gets worse you know i think that uh you know to me a guitar sounds like a guitar and if if your EQ sounds like uh, you know looks like an etch uh, a smiley face, then <laughs> you know either there's something horribly wrong with the guitar, or you know you're doing too much. Right. Um, so I'm I'm a minimalist at heart for sure with you know how I you know look at stuff. But um, yeah, the more the more I get involved, it, it seems <laughs> you know the less you know the less fruit it you know bears. So. So, so with the number ones and the experience and the time in, and and the fact that you're you're working on so many things, uh, you're definitely someone that people seek out. Uh, and then you go and you say that you are a minimalist at heart when it comes to to all this. What gave you the confidence to to be able to step away and have that that minimalist attitude instead of what I've seen people do is have a whatever the opposite of minimalism is hmm. max maximilian is i don't know what i'm saying uh but to, to try to cover up any kind of insecurities or the fact that i don't want them to hear my inexperience here right i i think you know just some songs that worked you know hmm. the you know the more songs you get under i mean seth can i'm sure can attest to this the more songs you get under your belt that's actually working the, uh, the more ease the people who are speaking into your work become and they start to say, okay, well, this probably should sound this way, sure. you know? Um, and that takes time. And I, I fight that every day still, you know? Um, just understanding that, you know, what, you know, it, it, just understanding that, that this is how I hear it and if they don't like it, then we can change it for sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, usually for me, you know, first instincts are usually the best and, um, you know, if I overthink it, then it just starts getting sideways. So yeah, yeah, and and that's you. You probably are feeling a little more confident now that you have three Grammy nominations this year. Does that give you any any more confident? You won two Dove Awards. Getting some some hardware up in your studio now. Well, you know, here's the deal. Um, with all that, it's just because of the people I'm working with. It really, you know, I, I view mixing as uh, an extension of you know what you do and what you know the artist is and and who the artist is and uh you know with more opportunity you get you know you get to work on material that's you know just better and better and so i I appreciate it but it's it has so much more to do with the people that i get to work with you know um that's just plain and simple (laughs) yeah so how do you i mean your journey up until now from the time that you became that you were a drummer to when you decided, hey, I'm going to focus behind the scenes and get behind the console and, and 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 work on that side of things. How do you get in with those high level people? That's actually really interesting. Uh, I have a very good lifelong friend um, named Brent Milligan here in town. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of my mentors, a great great pal. And great, uh, great producer, great musician. Uh, oh yeah, all and of he, the above. Yeah, he's just a genius uh, through and through. And uh, I, I had an opportunity of meeting him, um, you know, probably like fifteen years ago. And he, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I met him. I had an opportunity to work with a, a guy that was from Connecticut on a record that he was producing. And uh, I just asked for a shot to mix a song that Brent was producing, and uh, ended up working out. And 
for a couple of years before I moved to town, Brent would send me records that were already done um, and send me sessions and let me mix songs that were um, already done, already released. And he would send me the session and he would send me the finished mix. And I spent two years on my own just trying to beat those mixes. Wow. What an opportunity, man. I never knew that. What a classroom. How many people out there by show of hands would... <laughs> kill for that kind of opportunity yeah every hand went up <laughs> yeah well i mean because here's the deal i you know mixes are only going to sound as good as the source material mm. and what i found out real quick was is that if i didn't have an opportunity to mix like really great quality stuff my, my mixes weren't going to sound great mm -hmm. um so i i'm so thankful for brent we still work together a lot and uh for doing that and he was just he's just a great pal and just mm. um allowing me to do that was just a gift and again no one ever heard him you know it was just me for me you know sure. that's amazing um so when i finally uh felt like some of these you know were winning i decided to come to town and give it a shot so for you it sounds like mentorship is a pretty important thing absolutely yeah uh i mean i you know i still uh, you know i look you know i look at guys that are doing this way longer than me you know in this town and and uh and I'm just so thankful for the people who uh, are able to, you know, do this for a long period of time. And I'm constantly still looking up to those types of people, you know. Mm. Brent's a big one of them, so. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I can't imagine having that opportunity. Um, well, I'm not a mixer, so that's that's <laughs> one, one reason why maybe I can't imagine it. But just the, the opportunity to grow that confidence in private. I, again, I, I feel like that we've talked to several uh, people and about how that uh, sometimes you just have to put yourself out there, yeah, um, and and risk uh, being told it's not good enough. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that you were able to to work that muscle uh, on stuff that you could compare to, right? See, like what you were saying, I'm trying to beat this, right? That's incredible. And you had a guy kind of coaching you. I mean, you you were probably able to send him stuff, and you know. yeah, yeah, he would he would chime in every once in a while, yeah. and then and then you know through that became more and more opportunities uh, to actually work with him, you know, and um. And he was a massive catalyst, you know, yeah. to me, me coming here. Yeah. Know, big encouragement. So that's awesome. How long have you been in town? Uh, just over five years. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Gotcha. That's, you've accomplished a lot in a pretty short time. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I'm sure it hasn't felt like it's gone by some, some of the nights that you're, you know, toiling away. You're like, this does not feel like it's going super fast. I'm sure. But well, you know, it, man it's just so fun i I'm, i have a blast doing this you know and you can ask my wife you know we we just got we were away for a week and you know by day three and four of, of a trip i'm just ready to get back at it i just uh, i just thoroughly enjoy it it's just a great uh thing for me it's therapeutic and i love it so it's it's not too bad it's been it's actually gone by pretty quick yeah yeah so you guys i'm gonna again go off on a little tangent here because um i i have not it, I've not gotten to the level of um, acclaim that you guys have. And we've been very fortunate to interview a lot of people uh, thus far that, again, talking about hardware. They've got a lot of, got a lot of uh, certificates. Or they've accolades. Got a, they've got a lot of accolades to add to it. And he said, so you're nominated for three Grammys? Yeah, yeah, three Grammys. And I've, I've heard you talk similar. To like, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a neat thing to, to win. Um, in my head, 
if and when I am nominated for a Grammy, like I'm taking the kids to Disney World, I'm doing that. And you guys sound like it's as business as usual. Like you got to get up and do it all over again. So the the humbleness that that you guys have uh, for that is amazing. Uh, but I'm sure there are a lot of people that are listening to this going. I would love the opportunity to, to be nom- even nominated, uh, and I'm going to go crazy when I do. So, Man, I always subscribe to a theory that you're only as good as your next thing you're involved with. Mm. Um, I remind myself of that every day. Uh, here's the deal. There's a zillion people that you know do what I do that's incredibly talented. and um, So I just don't spend a lot of time thinking about past stuff. I'm just thinking about tomorrow well or, or today, you know? Um, well because in in our circle of people, and I, I think Seth can attest to this, like in, in our community, the people that we work with, no one really cares. <laughs> I, I I mean, they'll be like, "Hey, congrats, man, that's great." Well, you know, what's going on now? Like, what are we doing? You know. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, a very you know, being involved in anything that's successful is always really great to you know help you get motivated in the yeah. morning to get up, but. I don't put much weight into it moving forward, you know? Sure. More something that you can kind of send home to your parents and... Exactly. You know? Yeah. Convince them that you're actually doing a... <laughs> that, this, that this isn't just a hobby. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, incredibly grateful, but as far as, you know, <clears throat> um, the weight of it as far, you know, in, in what we do, it, it shouldn't be that much of a... A, a thing, you know, sure, sure, and your approach and things, you know, that does make sense. I just keep imagining if I were in in your shoes and were nominated, that it would be that scene of uh, risky business with Tom Cruise, just like sliding across, dancing. Maybe I'll have to keep it to my <laughs> private self, uh, but I'm going to be doing some celebrating if and when that uh, that happens. But yeah, I mean, I more go to the thing. Well, man, I'm so psyched that this record, you know, got nominated. Man, I hope I can do the next one. You know, oh, you know yeah. that, that's that. I mean, and that's that's an inner battle. I mean, I, I'm sure you can agree with that. You know, well, it is the ba- battle of like being in the moment and being thankful versus, yeah. What I mean, you do have to be thinking about the next thing because just because a a, a song was Grammy nominated or a record was Grammy nominated doesn't mean you're driving around in a Bentley <laughs> no. and getting paid millions of dollars. You've still got to wake up and feed your family the next day. Yeah, there's always that fear at least i don't know if you can identify with you know the somebody somebody once said treat every dollar you make in the music business like it's your last wow and i think that could almost be said of any industry nowadays because the world economies are so in turmoil and you just never know what tomorrow's going to bring so how do you in, in your own life how do you walk that line between you know staying present staying thankful walking into things with gratitude and at the same time, knowing that hey, I've got to, I've got to wake up and do this, you know, another three hundred days this year. Mm. You know, quite honestly, I think I fail at that pretty good. Um, it's something I fight every day. I I definitely fight the the balance thing. I often feel if I'm not uh, deep in a track or uh, you know just working nonstop that I'm slipping, and it's something that uh, you know I am I am working on, and, and it's essential to to for just being a healthy human sure but um you know again it's it's like especially in this town you walk around and and you meet a whole bunch of people and i can't tell you how many people that you know you meet you know at a restaurant or or you know someone coming and fixing something at your house and and they say yeah man i I came here you know i'm a guitar player you know it didn't work out and so i just look at all those people i mean this this 
plethora of musical greatness that we were all surrounded with. And I just, I, I'm just, in, you know, enamored by the fact that I even have a chance to do any of this. So, sure. um, it's definitely a fight, you know, for me to just, uh, embrace f- friends and embrace, um, family and, and, and be present with my wife and, and just not always be completely cued in, um, you know, into the music scene. A big thing for me that uh, has really helped is is I just have a really great core of friends that have absolutely nothing to do with music, um, you know, and, and, and they just don't really register. They don't even want to know what <laughs> sure. I did that day. And that's been a really healthy thing for me, um, just to, to really dive deep in some friendships that, you know, not in this community, you know. That's good. They're in they're in the movie business. <laughs> yeah. Well, anything movie, anything. Yeah, I don't know exactly. I mean, you know, but it's just you know, it's a nice balance. You know, someone who doesn't really be like, hey, what are you working on? Today? Right. You know. So. Exactly. Wow. You don't always feel like you're having to prove yourself or totally. Yeah, it's not about what you're doing. It's more about who you are. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's a pretty amazing thing if you go out and have a meal with a with a colleague or someone that's doing what you do, and I mean, try to not talk about work, and it's pretty much impossible. Yeah. Um. You know. So for me, just surrounding myself with people who you know don't really have skin in the game has been really really helpful. So that's good, man. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Going back a little bit, when you were first. Um, practicing, yeah. or you know, even before you started getting those tracks uh, sent to you, uh, what were some of the skills or software? And again, we don't—I don't, don't want to go too deep into this, but what were a, f- a few of the things that you needed to add to your equipment list to be able to even pursue uh, mixing uh, that that drum track or whatever it may be? Man, I mean, just uh, in the beginning, it was just Pro Tools and figuring out my monitoring situation. Yeah, you know, uh, for us mix guys, you know, I don't currently own a microphone um so for me it's all about my monitoring situation and and you know and in pro tools so just starting out it was just figuring out uh you know speaker placement and all that kind of stuff sure but yeah just i mean i mean nowadays i'm convinced that some you know some of the biggest songs out there are mixed on laptops and you know this that and the other so uh you know eight years ago it you know it was a little different but you know, just a simple, simple Pro Tools rig. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm convinced that we could uh, get you on the show and say, hey, you know, so what's your go-to compressor setting for vocals, or what's your uh, your your favorite EQ for a kick drum? You probably we were talking a little bit before the show. You you'd probably say, I don't know, it's different today than it was yesterday. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I have a very unique. Uh, I don't know if it's unique, but to, I, I think it might be unique. Is that I don't use a template. I never have. Hmm. I do not have. Um, every song is different, to, even if it's within a record. Um, and ninety-five percent of the time, uh, when I get a track, I start right when the, you know where, where the producer left off, uh, because my philosophy is especially working with guys like Seth. I mean, there's so many guys that, you know, coming from a songwriting uh, perspective, you know, they had to become great mixers because they're mixing demos. They want their songs cut. They got to sound great. Labels want to hear a mix to cut a song. Sure. And so working with guys like Seth and, and plenty of other guys in town, they've all become great mixers, better mixers than they actually realize. And um, as, you know, the volume and, and more work came in, I realized that, man, uh, what's coming in is is great 
And so I'm, I got to figure out a way to, to embrace what's coming in and extend that. And if I have to peel back some layers to make some corrections, then fine. But I want to start where they left off. Sure. So because of that, um, you know, it, there is no template. There is no go-to. It's where is it at and how can I make it better? Um, you know, I think that, and I think that guys like that because here's the deal. Like the idea that, that I could, you know, sit, sit at a song and look at it and say, okay, I got a day to work on this song. These guys have been working on it for three weeks, but today I'm going to just strip it down to nothing and make it better. I just don't see that happening. Um, so for me, I always start where it's left off. And again, if something's busted, then I fix it. But if not, I just make it better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of good philosophy to live by. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're talking about the, the volume, um, in your process, are you able to have 10 balls in the air at one time and that you're working on bits and pieces of each, or do you need to have 10 balls and then you'll pick up one and go A to Z and complete that. And then you'll put that one down and pick up ball number two. What does that look like for you or how are you able to, to juggle all that? Well, what I prefer and what is the reality are two different things. Uh, <laughs> what I prefer is that, you know, you just live a record for a week. And uh, unfortunately, the, you know, the DNA, you know, the, the state of this business is, you know, you have to, you know, multitask and, and jump, you know, between styles. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's and, and again, it's a song by song basis. I treat every song as a, as a new song because it's a, it's, it's a day of singles, you know, it's even within a record, you know, the one, I just view a song as a song, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, there could be, you know, a bunch of stuff going on, but you know, you just zero in on that one tune for that particular moment and then yeah. go on to the next, you know? Wow. What makes, from your perspective, um, what makes a great person because i'm sure you you've worked with a lot of personalities over the last five years and there are probably some that you're like okay i'm probably not gonna do another mix for them again (laughs) and there are probably some like i wish i could do all this stuff with them you know Uh, what what makes a good person to work with in the process from a producer standpoint from an artist standpoint from a label standpoint okay well this is actually really funny i was having lunch with a an anr guy um the other day and he asked this really amazing question, and I, it blew me away that he would even say this. And he said, as an A&R person, like, what could I do better working with you guys, like the creative types? Like, how can um, I, you know, what could I do better as an A&R guy? And I was just, first of all, floored that he would even ask that. Uh, but I thought about it, and it was actually a hard question. But, but what I came to the conclusion of is that when you were felt when you feel like you're the man for the job, uh, when you're working for a producer and the producer sends you a track and you feel like they're wanting you to do this track, you're going to get the best results um, from me. When I, when I have the confidence of the producer or the label saying, we're excited for you to mix this song. Um, so w- when you go into a situation with a song and the producer's like, man, this has to be the best song ever. Like this, there's a lot weighing on it. Like, please just make it the best thing you've ever done. Instantly <laughs> as a creative, as a creative guy, I clam up. Yeah. I'm just like, oh man. But when, when you, um, when you're, when you're, when someone reaches out to you and be like, man, I, I love what you do. Like, I can't wait to hear what you're doing. And like, we're so psyched for me. I always 
I think it yields better results for me, you know? Sure. So, and isn't that a little bit of an insult anyways? Like, hey, man, you know, those last five things you do, make this, like, way better. I hear it yeah. all the time. <laughs> I, I mean, I really do. And it, and, and, and it is, ins- in a way, it's insulting. And I, and I know it's not meant by But I them. hope I have not said that to you. <laughs> you haven't. You haven't. But, but I'm sure you've heard it. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah. Um, Absolutely. You know, when there is uh, weight to creating music and when there's just like this uh i guess it's fear i mean you know when there's just this urgency and this has to work nothing's ever great mm-hmm. uh, the, the the stuff that uh you know some of the stuff that i've been a part of that's been the most successful has been stuff that has not been overthought and has not been um saturated in fear you know yeah so wow that gosh um, I was thinking as you were talking a few minutes ago about um, the different projects that you have the privilege of working on mm-hmm. um, and that, that there's there's a lot of uh, good buzz these days keeping you busy. Uh, what do you do to, to keep your tank full as far as listening to other music or like when, it, when you were originally inspired to, to pursue this, uh, I'm sure that you were absorbing a lot more than you were putting out. But right now you're in a very uh, busy season. How do you how do you balance that? As uh, you know, again, I'm obsessed with what I do. <laughs> like, I'm obsessed with it. I mean, uh, again, you can ask my wife this, but you know, <laughs> when I go on vacation before I leave, I buy like ten records, and mm. um, I just lay wherever I am, or you know, and just listen to music and get excited about you know trying to implement things. And I listen to a ton of music, uh, especially if you're jumping between project and project, you know, even within a day or just finishing out something and starting something else. Like I'm always checking myself because, uh, you could be in one track and then go on to another one and, and it's just, you need to just reinvent yourself. So I'm just always listening to music. Um, you know, listening to stuff that, <clears throat> you know, is similar or stuff that just, you know, inspires me, you know? Yeah. I, I, you know, every morning I just kind of sit in front of Spotify or iTunes and listen to music for a good half, you know, 20 minutes, half hour, just get inspired. And, you know, what are you listening to right now that's inspiring you? Oh, I know that's like the question that nobody wants to answer because <laughs> I can't answer it either. No, it, you know, uh, what have I been listening to a ton? I mean, I'm listening to the new Coldplay, um, which is actually really interesting sonically to me. Um, it's a lot different than I would expect. Uh, it's very cool though. Yeah, me too. Um, anything that Manny does, um, um, I love Manny Maricland. So, and, and, and who is that for the listeners out there who may, maybe not be familiar with him? Well, there's this guy out in LA, Manny Maricland, and, uh, I'm just a big fan of what he does. I think he's, he's the Jedi of all mix. He's a mixer. Um, yeah. Like he's just fantastic. You know, I just, he, uh, every single thing that he does to me, just, I can never tell. Um, that it's him. I, huh. I you know, I, I think that the, uh, for me as a mixer, I think the worst thing I could ever hear is that uh, I love your sound. Um, oh. if, if someone said, man, I heard this mix and I knew it was you, it, it's like red alarm, red alert. Because I, you know, that's, that means I'm not doing my job because I'm not serving the song. Uh, Manny, uh, you just never can tell that he's, on it until you look and say, "Oh yeah, Manny did that." I mean, wow. so yeah. I, I really he, he doesn't that. sound like he's copying pasting presets. Well, again, I, I, he just—I mean, he can just jump across genre, you know, uh, all day long, and and then you just—I just think he serves the song so great, you know, you know, he could be on a Sia track, 
and it's just this beautiful glorious pop sheen and then you know you listen to a mayor record and it's just this dark crusty tubby beautiful melodic thing and it's both him you know uh, that's that's like what i aspire to be for sure so that seems kind of like the ultimate compliment as well uh that if you're continually asked to do a mix but you're not copying yourself from the last thing that takes a lot of trust from those people that make that decision to hire you the fact that like we 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 trust you so much that we know that you're going to uh yield results that aren't cookie cutter or what you did last time or uh safe even yeah i mean again if i was making a record and i was getting it mixed and someone said oh dude i can't wait to bring my template in i'd be like uh let, i'm not gonna do this sure you know because it that's just not what music is you know why would one vocal work on another chain you know of someone else's vocal you know sure. so um no templates in, the, in this this camp for me so yeah huh. that's good well I mean, we we talk a lot about uh, Rick Rubin here as a as a producer, yeah. and um, I really really look up to him a lot um, in the sense that you can listen to Dixie Chicks and then you can listen to you know uh, System of a Down. It's there's nothing. It's a fantastic example. You can't you can't tell obviously that it was him, but you just know that he is a master of pulling something out of an artist that's yeah. the best version of themselves that's raw and that's emotional and that's compelling yeah he, he can go in and, and extend what the artist has and make it the best it can be yeah what a gift you know yeah um and 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 to that end i mean you're you're only as to go back to your earlier point you're only as good as what you're working on you're only as good as the program material that's in there absolutely you're only as good as the artist is in that moment yeah. And and so it pays to try to align yourself with the right people. Yeah, and as cliche as it is, I mean, when you know, when you bring it back down to basics, it's only as good as the song, right? You yeah. know that. Yeah. So, but you have a, a song uh, plugin that you can like make a song. <laughs> <or>? <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, well, I mean, gosh, like this town, man. I mean, there's just songs for days coming out of this town. So mm -hmm. you know, we're in, we're in a we're in a great place for that. You know. Not to not to name any names, but what is the weirdest or most hilarious mix comment you've ever gotten back? <laughs> if you're even okay saying it on the show, because somebody will know it was them. But well, actually, <laughs> there it's really funny. I will not name names, uh, but there was a producer that I've been wanting to work with for a long time, and uh, just a fan of his work. And I finally got a shot to do some work for him, and. Uh, you know, I I, I, I kind of stressed over it a little bit going back to the whole thing of, you know, fighting that that thing. And, you know, um, man, I, I just I, I, I delivered something that I just felt was a slam dunk. And and he, and he uh, you know, like a day later, my phone rings and uh, it's him. And he, he, he just said, hey, man, uh, man, just feels weird. And I was like. Oh no. I mean and you know the whole stomach in your mouth thing and, and he's like, ah, just kidding. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and I mean, but if someone was just to if you were just to send a mix and they'd just be like, Man, it's just weird. Like I that that's horrifying to hear. Yeah. Because uh but man it, it, it was a long day for me, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know comments range, uh, uh you know I always feel that 
even though it, it definitely helps me as a, as a guy, you know, who's, who's receiving comments, but anytime a producer just, you know, has a Google earth approach to the song, it's usually the comments are really great. Yeah. Um, you know, when they get lost in the details, you can get sideways. Yeah. You know? um, you're great at that, by the way. Well, getting lost in the details. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the, the Google Earth, here. you know, the Google Earth. You know, so. Old Seth Google Earth Mosley. Yeah. I, li- I live by, by Google Maps. I would not be able to find my way anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome, though, man. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to do this with us today. And I, I think, you know, I, I'm inspired just listening to any time that we hear somebody else's story that's been at it for a long period of time and is just waking up and continuing to to do it every day and not buying into their own press it's it's always a an inspiring thing and i i think a lot of the listeners will benefit from that as well so amen yeah to that end though um how and for some of those that may be the workaholic out there uh, that are listening to this and think yep i'm the same exact way how do you take care of yourself you were talking earlier about balance how do you find that balance for someone else out there that really needs to hear that or their wife's gonna their wife's already at their their end again i'm working on that so i I feel a little hypocritical uh hypocritical even speaking into this but uh man eating healthy you Mm -hmm. know that's a big thing us guys we just sit all day you know sure um and again i'm working on it but uh you know taking care of your body i mean like you know it's um which i'm really working on and and then also just uh understanding that they're um Things are probably not as big of a deal as, as you're making them out to be. Ah, uh, that's that's wise. You know, yeah. um, which I suck at, but I'm working on it. So sure. Well, I think well, we all could get better at it. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing a pretty good job. So <laughs> well, so are you, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Yeah, man, this, this is, is a blast. I really appreciate it having me out. And Absolutely, Sean Moffat. You can check him out online on itunes <laughs> you don't even have a website do you i don't okay. i you know it's funny i i i've i've sat down a few times and thought about doing one but every single time i do i just feel incredibly vain i, I can't get past it well there's uh, something to be said of that sean has never sean is not out marketing himself as a mix guy yet he is getting so much work and there's something to be said of just showing up and doing a great job over and over again speaks for itself yeah, I mean, you're only as good as the next thing you do, man. That's my that's my mm-hmm. philosophy. Wow. So, well, the even if you're not saying it out loud, the resume definitely speaks volumes. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks yeah. so much. Yeah, and thanks again for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Hey, we hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we'll join us again soon on the Full Circle Music Show, the Why of the Music. Bit.